Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Christian Luprec is a professor at the Royal Military College of Canada over at Queen's University. He's also a fellow with the McDonald Laurier Institute. He joins us now. Christian, a fascinating, probably one of the most complex and detailed, um, you know, looks into what happened to Nortel, this giant telecom, you know, uh, juggernaut in Canada that essentially got taken by China and uh, didn't even seem to notice. Yeah, and it's interesting. I mean, the, that a story like this that's been alive for almost 20 years that people after all this time still continue to uncover uh, more details and more of the ostensible wrongdoing and sort of relationship here. Uh, now, of course, Nortel um, had a series of challenges at the time already in terms of management, in terms of having missed some of the boat and some of the technological changes or so. But um, and, and this is widely seen as having been sort of the nail in the coffin right. in terms of having much of its IP uh, stripped from it. But uh, the suggestion here is that this clearly wasn't just a, a one-time or an isolated incident that uh, Nortel had been uh, beleaguered by Huawei on multiple fronts for uh, many years. Mm -hmm. um, and that's a tragedy. I mean, it's a tragedy for Canada. This is a company that in the 1970s and 80s was the world leader in building switches, mm -hmm. uh, for, uh, switches for telecommunications, exactly the sort of technology that we're talking about today when we're talking about uh, 5G. It employed more engineers in the private sector than any other company in Canada. This was a crown jewel of technological innovation. And so no surprise that it becomes a huge target for a competitor uh, that wants to get a leg up by instead of simply having to develop its own uh, R&D that can compete, uh, why not just pilfer and, and, and uh, steal and embellish it uh, from a prominent yet, as we now know, highly vulnerable competitor? Yeah, and it's amazing with so much success, you know, and they were raking in the money and they were taking the best talent from around the world. It's almost as if Nortel got too big, a little bit too cocky and did nothing to um, protect itself from being, um, you know, infiltrated, which is what Chinese, uh, the Chinese government is, they're accused of, is infiltrating this company and for years stealing everything they could. I mean, it really, I mean, shows you that China's in this for the long game. They didn't have to rush, and uh, they were able to take so much of this company that it, it literally, that mixed with the 2008-9 financial crisis, had no way of surviving. Yeah, but it also raises broader questions about Canadian intelligence. Yeah. Um, I mean, going back to the 1990s Sidewinder dossier that was shut down by the then government in power because it didn't want to have a negative press in terms of the relationship that it was looking to build with China and the opportunities that it saw. Uh, so we know that already back in the 1990s, uh, China had been aggressively going after 
Canadian uh, Canadian companies, and uh, th there clearly was a chill effect uh, for Canadian intelligence services in terms of investigating, reporting on, apprising on any sort of activities uh, related uh, to China um, subsequently. And to some extent, this is sort of also uh, a case of, uh, look, if we're going to have intelligence services, we need to make sure we let them do their work. Now, whether a private entity uh, then responds adequately, uh, that's a separate problem. And it appears that Nortel was oblivious mm -hmm. to the challenges and to the threats that it faced and clearly also didn't have uh, adequate measures or at least underestimated uh, the persistence uh, of the threat posed by competitors and by adversaries. Uh, perhaps much of the Western world was still at the time, unlike today, where this is now well documented in terms of Huawei and in terms of China. Uh, but it still suggests that, you know, what what is it that we can learn? Um, and part, I think, of course, what we need to learn is um, this is a uh, we're now at this for over two decades. We can see the intent both by Huawei and by China. Uh, this is a company that, in effect, has, um, you know, if the reporting is accurate, uh, uh, the irony is that why would we let a company that effectively has built its reputation on right. stealing Canadian intellectual property, why would we let them compete freely uh, for business in the Canadian market? Well, precisely. I mean, there's so many reasons that you can actually say no to China. If it's not the two Michaels, then it is the security risks that our Five Eye partners have, uh, you know, highlighted. It's also CSIS has highlighted. I mean, I'm not sure what the government is waiting for, and certainly what they've done to Hong Kong in the last uh, couple of months, and uh, the the nail of the final, you know, in the coffin uh, this week for Hong Kong. You know, I don't know why there's even a, a hesitancy to just say, you know what, you're done, gone. You know, you took something of ours, and. Uh, <laughs> We'll just uh, say no to something of yours. Yeah, and I mean, the tragedy, of course, around this is also the complicity. I mean, how how is China going to be able yeah. to enforce that security law by engaging in massive surveillance and signals intelligence facilitated by Huawei equipment in the telecommunication structure in Hong Kong, in Xinjiang, but of course, not just on Chinese territory, uh, but also around the world, where Huawei is complicit with authoritarian regimes across the world, uh, something people have called enabling digital authoritarianism uh, that might otherwise no longer be in power. And so it puzzles me uh, that Canadian politicians and the Canadian public would want to do yeah. that, that value their human rights, that value freedom, equality, justice, uh, would be willing to do business with a company that has... Uh, a disclosed track record of aiding and abetting uh, some of the worst regimes and some of the worst human rights abuses um, around the world. Yeah, and given Nortel, I mean, you look back, I mean, it employed, what, 90,000 people, but all those people, and you still, when you talk to them, there's such a, a uh, just a anger and a sadness because they all got wiped out. Not only did they lose their jobs, they lost their retirement, they lost everything. Uh, and you can thank the Chinese government for that to, to a point. You can blame the company. But I was interested to read, you know, Stephen Harper in charge at that time. You know, uh, the company was asking for a bailout during the 2008 and 9, uh, um, you know, financial crisis. And I guess he could have stepped in and said, fine, we'll bail you out. Uh, but he did, in fact, go and help the auto sector instead. And, and ultimately, it would be the end of Nortel. But he ought to have known, you would think, because um, he was not afraid to shy away from calling out Russia and other bad actors on the stage uh, as to why he would not have been more forceful in, in um, you, know, you know, pushing back against China to defend this company. 
It'll be interesting to see the security assessments uh, at the time, but there might have already been an assessment that basically the company and its IP is largely um, is largely lost, and so poses um, a considerable risk to the Canadian taxpayer. I mean, we know that Canadian governments. Uh, have always been happy to prop up uh, large Canadian enterprises. I mean, uh, Bombardier is sort of a, is another example. But the tech sector is a is a is a fickle sector, and we yeah. know yeah. Uh, from companies such as BlackBerry. Look, you know, if you miss the uh, if you miss the turn in the road, uh, then uh, uh, that's going to have serious re- ramifications uh, for your company. And so the overall you know assessment would be interesting to see whether uh, there was just a sense, rightly or wrongly within the secure bureaucracy and within the intelligence services, as well as with uh, in the folks in charge of innovation and investment, uh, that this company was uh, was beyond remedy and that, um, you know, it's always tough when you bail out companies that have accounting scandals and so forth, because uh, you don't ultimately want to put taxpayer money into a company that's been mismanaged and and then lose uh, lose the government investment. Well, if we have learned nothing from Nortel, nothing from the two Michaels, nothing from Hong Kong, nothing from, you know, China's human rights uh, violations in history, uh, then we're never going to learn. And if they say yes to Huawei at this point, then, you know, shame on us. Yeah, I think we're going to need to make some hard decisions in this country. Uh, the aftermath of the virus to geopolitical circumstances will be quite different than I think this will be have a greater impact than the end of the Cold War um, mm. or the end of 9-11. It's kind of a momental moment at the end of, I think, the equivalent of the end of the Second World War. We have prime ministers, uh, former prime ministers, in a very unusual fashion weighing in on the current circumstance. And I think Canadians uh, had better wake up and realize we're living in a very new world. Um, and uh, this is to me in many ways like 1938 and we need to think about um, uh, is it just going to be appeasement or are we actually going to see that uh, this is a world where Canada will need to actively fend uh, for its interests. Yeah in other words we do not need a Chamberlain we need a Churchill but nonetheless Christian I I always appreciate your insight on this I know you've been warning for a very long time and hopefully uh, you know the minds in charge will uh, listen I appreciate your time.